You're here. I'm here. Let's do this! Yo, yo, you. Stop. Drop. Shut them Shut down. Shut them down. Shut them down. Hit them like. Oh. Then I'm like. Oh. Uh, That's a rough That's ride, a rough ride, bro. Baby. What is up, baby? start off with that one. That was tough. That yes, was tough. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. It's P. Fitz. Is he, is he uh, tapped in right now? I actually uh, no idea. Oh, oh, what? what? Oh, uh, what? Was that the what, crypt? What? Was that the crypt? Uh, <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? You Yes, yes, yes. Are you ready <laughs> for the game? <laughs> On a Friday. <laughs> Before WrestleMania. Pans over, over to the Mexican announce table. On the <laughs> With the sledgehammer. <laughs> this sledgehammer got a biker jacket on. <laughs> 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 the sledgehammer's on the back of the motorcycle instead of Steph. <laughs> His sledgehammer is dressed like Steph. <laughs> Bro, Loki, if Stephanie McMahon came out back in the day, like when she was teaming with Angle and just like went into the mic and was like, It's the game! I think I would have died. I would've Bro, she would have got so over. She's already over that I, I think they would. I, yeah, I think they would have. Maybe. No, no. They probably wouldn't have stopped calling her. You know what? Let's not go that far. <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother, 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 brother. Ladies Brothers. and gentlemen, and non-binary individuals, this is the Ring the Bell podcast, where no one gets over. I am one of your hosts, the Quarantine Dream, joined by the illustrious Mr. Smoke'em if you got him, P-Fist is Robin, and I'm always, of course, the man of many returns, Big Homie Macaroni. How the hell are you brethren doing? Oh, we're doing. I'm going. When the going, going gets tough, and going. then we get going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother, brothers, I am so glad to be with you today. Today is what? April uh, 9th, I think. Uh, April 9th. Yeah, we'll say that. I believe yes, so. April, yes, yes, yes. April 9th, 2021. This is the night before our two-day WrestleMania festivities and celebrations. <laughs> and I am so excited to be talking to both of you. We had that episode that we dropped earlier this week that... uh should have been last week, but we had some issues. We had some technical issues, but we've gotten past that. I think it was a good episode, all in all. Um, today we're here for a good time, not a long time, but I'm so glad to be with you guys. Uh, top of the card for me, as I opened up with, um, I got to give a big shout out um, to to DMX and his family and loved ones and kinfolk. Uh, that is a tremendous loss to the hip-hop community um i'll tell you for me i've been playing dmx in my house all day while doing some deep uh cleaning and uh and my house some spring cleaning and it's been it's been tough it's been challenging it was a loss that i kind of expected but i just wasn't sure it's going to come today um i think that dmx is one of the most uh, formidable forces in hip hop, super prolific, super over. Um, for me personally, DMX's album "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot" was one of the first hip hop albums. CDs, if you guys remember those CDs, it was one of the first CDs I ever bought alongside the Marshall Mather LP in 1998. It was one of the first CDs I bought with my own cash money. In 98 and that was my coming of age right so like 
DMX and Eminem were hot at that time, right? Because the throne was more or less empty because Biggie and Pop were on the scene together, right? So you had Jay-Z and Nas doing their thing. And you mm-hmm. had like DMX and Slim Shady doing their thing at that time. Those were the hottest artists in hip-hop at that time, man. And so it's a tremendous loss for me because, again, I grew up with DMX. Big homie Macaroni can attest to this. He grew up with DMX. Man, I love DMX, man. And so it's, it's, it's a deep, deep loss for me. But you know what? I'm going to celebrate him like I'm celebrating this weekend, all in all. So big up to him and his family. Uh, it's a tremendous loss, but, you know, his spirit will live on through his music, man. And his music was fucking prolific. It was powerful, bro. So I digress. I'm going to do a little sip of the bubbly to him. To me and our guy, the X one, Dark Man himself. The X man. Doesn't matter what you heard, it's what you hearing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what my man said. That's some. That's that's some shit to say. That's some shit to say, man. Real talk, real talk. Hey, what y'all sipping on, man? While we here. Uh, um, uh, Baja Blast. My man got the Capri Sun joint. <laughs> no, I think no, I think is that Mountain Dew? Yeah, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. But Whoa. I also got a little Bud Light. I just, you know, a typical yeah. P Fits order food right before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I got I got some shit like four minutes away. But I'm just gonna leave this shit over here, and I'm gonna come back and then join. Because last time I sound kind of scruffy going downstairs, and I don't like that, especially if this. Pods are gonna be on another level. You can have scruff and gruff in the background every time somebody gets food. <laughs> well, it's appreciated. I mean, do what you gotta do. I'm eating late myself, man, because we've been oh. dude, we've been cleaning for like five hours, man, like deep cleaning. So I want to be a good host for you know my guests come tomorrow because uh, you know, I had to clean out everything. You know what I mean? Um. So I'm excited, man. I mean, I don't even know what to talk about first. It's a big weekend. It's a huge weekend. I mean, okay. do, we cover the, do we cover the week that was, or do we shoot from the hip about our predictions for the weekend? I don't know. Someone take it away. 60-40. I think we have to acknowledge that the last the NXT show of the Wednesday Night Wars pulled through. Fans came in. More fans tuned in to NXT on Wednesday night than AEW. First time since the Wednesday Night Wars started. Yes, sir. And I'm a part of that. I did that, too. <laughs> I, I tried to, but, uh, you know, the cock sucks. <laughs> it does. Suck the cocks, but the cocks are probably the worst. Um, oh, my God. I double down, triple dog beer on that one. That shit is horrible, people. But so I maybe also, we should just start there with Peacock and how bad and awful that oh my app God, is. It's, that app I, is so freaking awful. Man. No timestamps. You can't no, you can't start from the beginning. Like what's you if I love yeah, you have to watch. It's the worst. Like that I the timestamps, whatever. Okay, like at this point I can get by without it. But if I tune in the takeover at eight twenty, I should be able to start from the beginning. Yeah. And then once it's over, I can't go back and rewatch it right away. Yep. Look, so I'm gonna tell you this. I paid the whole fucking ten dollars and sixty one cent. Per month. I didn't get the $2.50 deal with the WWE Network. So fucking timestamps are important. I don't want to hit left trigger on my fucking Xbox. That's my console of choice. And it fast forwards me or rewinds me all the way fucking back because it has no available point of interest that I can look and be like, oh, I want to go here. Like I'm literally watching NXT the first night. And it's certain shit that I want to go back and rewind. You know how long it took me to send you that fucking clip of Kushido doing that fucking move to Pete Doom? It oh, took yeah. me It took me so long to send that, I might as well have just watched it with you motherfuckers. And it's just stuff like that. It's not, it's not as good as it should be with all the other apps out there that are doing things better that they should be doing. Absolutely. That's, 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 that's what it. I texted you That was it. That's it. Chat. That's why I text you guys in the group chat. It's like I had a big problem with the timestamp issue. I had a big problem because I wanted to watch night two. I'm running down right now, guys. I'll be right back. I'll Do your thing. I had to watch night two on Peacock, and I tuned in in the middle of the program, and I couldn't fast forward or, or I couldn't sorry I couldn't rewind 
or start from the beginning at all. So I had to wait like three hours to watch it again when it became available on Peacock in its fullness. So I was up until like three o'clock in the morning last night watching night two of NXT uh, Stand to Deliver, which was a phenomenal show. Uh, I mean, we, we probably should just go get into it right now, chop it up, bell to bell, day to day. I thought it was absolutely astounding, astounding show. Very, very impressive. Um, the match of the week for me thus far, I would have to say, is Walter B. Ciampa. That match tore the house down. That match gave us some of everything. He put Walter on his heels, and it almost made you believe for a moment that Ciampa might steal a victory away from Walter. That man's been undefeated for, like, what, the better part of two, two and a half years? He's had that title for about that same length of time. He's been undefeated. And Ciampa really made me believe, especially when you look at the size and mass and physique difference of the two men. Uh, Ciampa lit Walter's chest up on fire. I mean, did you see all the blood and the scarring that was on his chest? It, it, It was incredible. I think that was the best match of the week thus far for me. That's my number one. What about you, P. Fitz? So, um... I actually haven't finished night two. Um, Have not finished because, night two. Okay. Yeah, because of the because of the cock. Um, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I just got too frustrated. But I will say, um, I, I'm gonna put this little ca- caveat in here for what I said earlier. It took a takeover to beat AEW head to head. Mm-hmm. And granted, I'm assuming that the Peacock numbers don't account for viewership but it still was a slim margin that they beat them by they beat them by i think less than a hundred thousand views which is kind of impressive like i mean that's a round of applause i would say for AEW. Uh, i'm definitely becoming an AEW fanboy right now but uh for the simple fact that we're talking about pay-per-view typically a pay-per-view event that it took to you know finally for them to get a victory after what almost two years now um but my favorite match from NXT, uh, it, it, it's tough. It's a tough one. Um, it, it honestly, honestly, it had to be seeing Shotzi with the title. Um, yes. <laughs> like it, it just, it just feels so right. And like I, like even though we're home and there's, I mean, there's really not fans. Like you know, they have the talent. That's and I think they have some fans now too. But like I could feel the charisma coming from Shotzi through the television, and I could feel like I just know like if that was a pack, if that was you know back in MSG or uh, the Barclays where when we saw uh, Gargano Cole, yeah, th- that 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 roof would have been right off the Barclays. Like, yeah, just her coming out and and uh, Ember Moon and. Phenomenal match. We sit, I've been harping on her all year, but she's really yes. coming to her own. And still with the botches that somehow I don't know how she oh killed yet. Oh like, my dude. I called I called that fucking that that it wasn't even a tope suicina. It was, it was just a suicida. <laughs> it was just a suicina, dude. Dude, I called that botch mere seconds. I mean millisecond the legs. And Shotzi's kind of the same way, like like her arsenal is pretty big for someone that you know is fairly new into wrestling and um new as in she's been wrestling for maybe like five years and i think she started with wwe like i don't think she had a lot of independent work um but i like like i said it just oozes that charisma through the tv it's like the same feeling i get when finn balor the prince comes out like mm-hmm. where where that where I kind of get like goosebumps when I hear that that music come and I see him come out in a leather jacket. When I hear Shotzi, it's like I'm like ready to just jump off my seat and like that's super fanboying out. But it's true. Like it's I can't wait to see Shotzi in person at a live event, like with fans yeah. because that is going to be off off the like it's gonna be nuts. Yeah, like I said, dude, Shotzi's really really she's really really great, and I was like. <laughs> almost salivating for the botch that I knew would come that would be something like awesome and magnanimous even though not purposeful and not intended uh, hence the terminology of botch but she's just like she's so unpolished 
and yet at the same time, it doesn't it it doesn't translate into like crap. I don't know how else, else to say it. Like it just it doesn't look bad. Like the only the only thing that looks bad is it looks like she hurt herself really bad. But other than that, the botches don't look bad toward any of her like opponents, right? Or any of her like or her tag team partner in Moon. She looks she just doesn't look polished, but still looks really good. You always expect a crazy fucking sacrificial botch that somehow translates on TV. I don't know how it works. I am sure that Triple H and, and, and Shawn Michaels jumped out of their seats when she went through those ropes. I am positive they lost their collective shit back there in Gorilla. I am like, oh, they and, had to. They had to meet her at the curtain. As soon as she went through the curtain, they had to meet her at the curtain and grab her. I'm sure they did. Like, what a ballsy <laughs> move to even try that. Like, I mean, Candice LeRae's is small. She's yeah. tiny. And, and you overshot it. She overshot the yeah. Suicina. <laughs> like, like, way too much force. You know, it's one thing if, if, if like, Braun Strowman and Brock are catching you. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. people that you know you can come in full force, and they're going to be able to break your fall. But, like, Candice LeRae is, uh, that's, that's tough to do. Even though they're... You know, even though there's two of them out there, it's still tough. Like, yeah, it's tough. Shotzi's not, she's not short. I mean, she's shorter, but she's not like no, the shortest she's tall. woman. Yeah, yeah she's, she's pretty tall compared to most of those women, especially yeah. Candace and Ember. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it was that that had to be the highlight of night one for me. Um, big homie macaroni, what do you think? Um, oh, big homie, hold on. One one thing, you should probably know that P Fitz has not finished night two yet. I haven't started night two. Oh, okay. Very well, I'm very still, well. I'm in the EO Shirai and uh, Rickwell Gonzalez match right now. Oh, okay. That's a phenomenal match. So, down too. so, so far what I've, uh, yo, the first night of NXT and you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to NXT. So I didn't even know it was a fucking night two. So I was like, damn, let me go catch up since I figured that we were going to do this today. And I started watching uh, night one. Word. Yo, um, is it Kushido? Kushida. That's close enough. Kushida. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I botched it, fucked it up. Bro, that match and Pete Doom. Yes. Bro, it was some spots in there when I really legitimately think Pete broke his damn arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the working of the hands, the technical mat wrestling at first, the reversals was great. It was just an all around ooh ha ah, match. And then we went to the <laughs> gauntlet match next. I really oh yeah. yeah. It was all right. It yeah, gauntlet right. match was all right. It I'm glad that. who won though. He did a good yeah, job. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, over like it, it was it was fun between like the setup at first when um I I, I technically don't know that name so excuse me but oh, he man. came out like he got his ass whooped and it started that way then the powerhouse came out then he then some dude he bought him he gave him some money and shit they started being on team it was just weird I didn't like how the match played out <laughs> my man the, to the moon <laughs> yeah but, but uh, Cameron but, uh, Grimes Cameron yeah 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 Cameron Grimes with the cowboy hat yeah he came out he pulled like 10,000 out of his drawers I thought he was gonna pull out some brass knuckles he pulled out some money I was like shot shit by, by the way real money yeah yeah I seen it I was like damn Bro, I asked oh. the valet, I was like, is that Vince's money? Is that Triple H's money or is that Stephanie's money? Like who's no, it was probably, who it was bando probably, was that? It was probably it was probably Shawn Michaels. He probably gave him the wrong. I was just gonna say that Cameron Grimes is a Shawn of the Michaels dead guy. Eye. Yeah, because yeah. it was he gave him the wrong band because of the dead eye. Like, <laughs> but he didn't see it. So I mean, and then yeah. the Walter and fucking Champa match. Yes, I said the same bro. thing. Bro, yes, bro, yes. When right. I say vicious, uh, when I say viciously beautiful, aggressively fearless, the size difference, the selling of both men, yes. Walter just being a fucking monster, bro. I sent it to the group. His intangible is he's unbeatable. 
Like, yes. what's the? How is that your intent? Like, that's <laughs> amazing. Yes. Like, most people intent was like, oh, he can dance with two left feet or some shit. Like, he's good. <laughs> no, he's just unbeatable. Like, that's amazing. And he yeah. proved it. And yes. it was a hellacious, very hellacious. I, I loved it. Especially the off top row. What was that? Like a centon bomb by uh by Champa. It was yes. like the off the top rope centon bomb type shit. Yeah, it was like that white out. noise thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the white noise thing that Seamus and, and then Walter yeah. hit him with the then Walter hit him with the chop and then the two consecutive power bombs back to back and he kicked yes. out. Yes. But it, it, it just had you moved through the yes. whole match. You didn't know how it would how it went and that was Absolutely. like so far that was the best match I've seen on the card and I'm telling you I'm watching Io Shirai right now and Raquel Gonzalez but so far that I, was hard absolutely I, in your absence I told Pete Fist the same thing as the only person here who's watched both nights in their entirety I can tell you that match absolutely is the best it did you see his chest yes did you Lit see Walter's up. chest yes and normally Walter is the one who always that lights up the other to chest. everyone else yes he had his chest lit up. It was absolutely magnanimous. The, Fantastic the 20, match. The 20 clotheslines. Yes. Think I didn't have a problem with that. I got See, it. it's exciting. It was exciting. No, it, it was really it's great. It's because it's because his intangible is unbeatable. So yes. you go to these extremes to uh-huh. beat this man that you wouldn't. Like, if that was, like, a regular degular-ass match where you just get, like, if you like clothesline and Mark Henry, like I get he's the world's strongest man, but at the same time, you know he's gonna fold. If right. your intangible is unbeatable, bro, you have to hit that shit 26 times. And you're trying yep. to do this because of the background. I'm saying that he disrespected yep. Tom, uh, Chompa's family and snatched his chain off his neck. You yep. know, you gotta die for shit like that. You can't just <laughs> snatch the chain off somebody's neck, G in the ring. That's right. That's right, so, goddammit. It, it, I, felt, I felt that that was great. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that was great, that dude, was because you know what? I, I said the same thing to the ballet. When we were watching it live, I was like, they are telling a story in the ring. A story that only had a very small window to be built. I think that story was built over the course of what, three weeks, three episodes? Like, it wasn't that long of a story. But For them to hate God, each other like that, I feel like. They, uh, you thought they hate each other. Yeah, like yeah, that's how it felt. They built a phenomenal feud and they told an impressive story in that ring that's going to definitely be a match of the year contender but thus far i'd say for the week up until we see what wrestlemania brings about the table um that's the best match of the week for me aew and nxt included all of it i've seen kratos i've seen kratos beat so many people but he can't beat walter shit just blew my mind (laughs) kratos shit blew my mind yes sir i like that I like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you know what? Since you guys haven't finished yet, we can just go right into AEW because I know P. Fitz's Robin is burning, burning, burning mm. to tell us about his night with AEW. So go ahead, brother, brother. Take it away. Um, so uh, I'm going to just start with what sticks out the most to me. Um, Do it. Do Jericho's- it, P. Promo. Promo. Yes. 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 Talk your shit. Yes. And for those, for those who don't know, after you give that P fits, can you like, I'm not uh, aficionado too much of the AEW. Can you give me a quick synopsis of how it got this far for him to shoot that promo between him? Uh, It was the inner circle. They broke up with MJF, or MJF kicked Jericho out the inner circle, and then it became his thing. And after that, I was lost. And then I seen a promo, and then everything kind of made sense. But go ahead, spill your shit. But just catch me up a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah. So uh, the inner circle, probably like what two, two, three months ago, maybe, maybe even last year at this point, um, took MJF in, and you saw Mm -hmm. like this friendship reminded me Mm -hmm. of Kevin Owens. Jericho friendship uh, brewing and everyone knew that MJF was going to turn at some point like he had to have and he eventually turned started Pinnacle and they attacked the inner circle and man it just like lit a fire underneath Jericho and for him like for those that don't know he's going to be the next guest on Broken Skull Sessions Mm. it's a huge milestone to have an an active wrestler that is in a competitor competitive competing companies 
roster on a WWE produced show. And the leaks that we've seen are leaks. I guess the teasers we've seen. We talk. You hear Jericho talk about the two greatest talkers being Rock and Stone Cold. But fuck, damn, dude, that was such a good promo. Like even the box that he made when he said uh, Wardlow has a million dollar brain and a twelve cents body, which I don't even think that's really a, a botch. A botch. Because that was funny as fuck. Because everyone knows it's the opposite, and that's a typical Jericho thing to do. <laughs> Chicago's lit up. Hold on. Bro, I don't know Chicago's lit up. Chicago's a hot bed for wrestling, so they must be excited for the weekend. <laughs> hey, bro, um, they re- they're rushing to WrestleMania right now. <laughs> uh, but it was just so perfect. And it's like, that, that that is something like I learned in college about like public speaking and how you can like get people behind you by emotion and starting softly. And this, this goes to any any wrestler or any person that's, that's trying to, to sway any sales pitch or something. Speaking softly and then slowly ramping yourself up in your demeanor and your your tone, you will, uh, you if done correctly, you will get the crowd behind you no matter what or whoever you're trying to sales pitch to. And Jericho exploited that so well. Coming out, you knew he was angry, but he didn't come and start bashing him. He told the story. And I, I watched it and, and I found myself with my jaw dropped with goosebumps because it felt finally like that we got this old Jericho promo. And it reminded me a lot of not WWE Jericho, uh, maybe WWF Jericho, but more so end of WCW Jericho, where he was just putting out great promos, great promos. And just... Oh, just everything about it and seeing the inner circle and the all black attire, the new jacket, it was great. Having having the Mike Tyson on the show, which is kind of a cash grab, but we know he has a, a friendly relationship with AEW. It's not the first time he showed up. I loved it. And then probably my second biggest highlight, and these, these are two non-matches. I mean, the, the matches were great. I, I, I guess, yeah, number two for me was, as far as emotion-wise, was seeing Death Triangle come out and then seeing the best friends come out. Because them using the pickies, picks, pickies, the Pixies, Where Is My Mind as their new entrance song is probably the best thing that AEW has done as far as entrance-wise. It is so perfect and plays so great with their their Titantron video, and their AEW-tron video, and... It was just, it was just phenomenal. And then, obviously, you know, we saw Shield 2.0 <laughs> with the Bucks and Moxley versus uh, the Good Brothers and Kenny. And we finally got Heel Bucks back. I'm so excited to see what's happening. Okay. AEW did this so well. Um, you know, people that don't know AEW has. You know the the young bucks, not even AEW. They have being the elite, their YouTube show, and a lot of things that they do there don't necessarily tie into what's going on with AEW. But they they do like funny skits and stuff. And there was a, a video of them beforehand. You know, th- Matt and Nick throwing out the shield. You know, fist bumps to John Moxley, and that just tickled me. It was hilarious to me to see that that screen cap. But you know. I fell in love with the Young Bucks, obviously when they're in Bullet Club, like many people. I knew them at Generation Me, but I didn't really keep up with them. But the Young Bucks as heels are so good. And Kenny as a heel is so good. I am tired of so many faces in AEW. And you have, like, the only, like, real heels being, like, Pinnacle and Tully's group. But as far as, like, now we have... Bullet Club, quote in quotations, you know, the elite is back to being heels and and so damn good. They're such good heels. And and I'm not even gonna consider Death Triangle a heel anymore because they because Pac is kind of a heel, but in the last what five months we've seen uh the Lucha brothers change factions four times. Like, it's just weird. But it was an overall another good AEW show, not the best one they put on, but you know, the numbers don't lie. Um, they, they they held their own against NXT, especially on a pay-per-view crowd for NXT. 
Um, so that, that was like my, I guess, top three favorite moments of this week for AEW. Uh, what, what about you guys? I got a question. Was the Young Bucks heel turn like, did you fit, did you know it was coming? Or was it one of those that sh- that shocked you? Because I believe it was a, a six ta- a six way tag match, and then I just seen one of the young bucks super kick Moxley in the face. Oh yeah. And then so- the other one looked at him and super kicked him too. So it was like, shit. If my partner did it, I did it too. So I just want to know: was it was? Did you know it was coming? Was it apparent, or was it one of those take me by surprise? Like. To be honest, I, so I talked about it with uh, the Jabroni Adam, and um, like literally, like probably like 20 minutes before the show started, he texted me and he's like, "Man, I just want the Bucks to turn heel again." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, but it's tough because like, you know, everyone loves the Bucks. Like, I could see them, you know, not being heels." Um, and even though it was very similar fashion to when they turned heel against uh aj when him and the good brothers left for wwe it it just like it caught me off guard like i really didn't think that tonight or wednesday night was gonna be the night that they turned heel i thought they were gonna wait till after mania you know we know AEW for the better part lets wwe have their moments um you know besides wednesday nights but they they don't book pay-per-views the same time that a uh that wwe has it which is a smart move you're not trying i think to- it's the fanboy i think it's the fanboy and the um and the student if that makes any sense like you also want to see what's going on but you also want to learn from their mistakes vicariously yeah. through them so you it's, don't do exactly. it but you still end up doing okay i'm sorry i just i just went on somewhere else but I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, that's 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 perfect. Like getting into the weeds a bit here. Like it, it's not good business sense to book two pay per views the same night. It's you not book, at all. You don't book pay per views the same night as, as UFC. Why would you? You're never gonna you're you're gonna lose buys. I mean, and and, and we know that AEW has actual pay per views. They don't have a streaming service where they stream things for you know ten ten dollars a month or two fifty, uh, two dollar steak. Um, <laughs> that's what Peacock is, a $2 fucking steak. Uh, I've been chewing this shit for three hours. <laughs> but it uh, it, it really is something that, that is, you know, a smart move on them. And, I, oh, man, like, you know, the gates are open now for AEW. They don't have any direct competition on Wednesday nights anymore. You know, they're allowed to be their own, which is a little bit scary, I have to say, as a fan of both NXT and AEW, because I don't want either, I guess, show to stop turning up to 10. Like, I want this to continue, you know, rivalry is good for business. It forces you to become better. And um, so, like, the future is kind of nervous, but it looks really good. And... Like I said, that match was really good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I think, you know, people probably don't like Don Callis, uh, Cyrus the Virus. It's, I I, I think it's fitting. He's a great heel. And he's doing everything that you would want a heel to do. And he's getting heat. And he's doing it by talking. He's not doing it by insulting the crowd. He's doing it just by his actions and and himself on commentary. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Bullet Club, I guess, is back. I don't, know how, I don't know how this plays in. I hope eventually, maybe at double or nothing, um, or maybe at all in or all out, they could finally see Bullet Club Japan versus Bullet Club America, which I think would be phenomenal if they could somehow finesse that to have New Japan uh, be there. And oh, another, I guess, off topic, but big shout out to Will Ospreay, new IWGP champ and Rev Pro champ. Uh, the champ champ and him calling out Roman Reigns uh, <laughs> and WWE. he called out Roman? Uh, yeah he called out Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre um, Will Ospreay's from England obviously McIntyre's from uh, Scotland Scotland you know part okay. of the uh, British Empire of uh, the United Kingdom and uh, you know he called him out he said you know I want to challenge Drew McIntyre make it happen the best for the, the United Kingdom and and uh, just phenomenal uh, you know and obviously the IWG 
IWGP Championship is the most prestigious championship in wrestling. More prestigious than the WWE Universal title. More pre- prestigious than the WWE Heavyweight title. More prestigious than the AEW World Heavyweight title. That is the title of titles for you to have. So for Will Ospreay to have that title and then be able to... Like, if this could somehow happen where he has a match against a WWE person, those that it would be phenomenal. He's been the, one of the best for a while, and big shout-out to him. Yeah, big shout-out to him. Not a big shout-out to that title. That title looks awful. <laughs> the Divas title. Is this, a, is this, is this, are you talking about the Cody Rose tattoo neck title? <laughs> yes, yes. The Nightmare <laughs> yeah. Collective title. Yeah, that title, that title, that shit is horrible. That is an absolute disappointment. That Decepticon, that Decepticon, uh, face ass. Yep, yep. No, that's not good. That title does not look good, and that's kind of a sad commentary. I hope they kind of like decide to go back. It just makes it look less prestigious, right? Like that title, the IWGP title has such a rich and robust legacy in all of professional wrestling. Like, it it only pales into comparison to, like, possibly the NWA title because of what, like, pro wrestling is Um, in the United States. You know what I mean? Like, I would say 10 pounds of gold is the only thing that kind of rivals it as far as, like, legacy and brevity go, but it kind of sucks they try to change that design to that Decepticon-like figure it just it looks bad <laughs> can we can we uh normalize championship belts without diamonds anymore like i'm over the bling look i feel like it was good this is me just this is just me talking shit just like but this is off the same subject of the belt look i i just don't like it anymore like it was cool when you seen a spinner belt because G Unit had the G Unit spinner and it was cool. He was going to throw back and shit. And they just started going on this super blinged out phase and belts, and it takes away from the belt. It's it it's more of an accessory. You're supposed to be the belt. Like it's the difference between a, a iced out Rolex and an all gold Rolex, if that makes any sense. The original, the the what's it, the big gold, the the original WCW championship belt, the original WWF, the original WWF championship belt. You can even go the Brahma Bull, you can even go the the, the yes. Stone Cold Rattlesnake belt. They were all beautiful in their own ways, and not because they were associated with the person. They were associated because the person was the person had the title the title meant something it was it was it, it was subtle it was subtly loud if that's the right term it's 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 very subtle but it's loud well now it's let's just talk overdone it. no no now I'm, I'm just saying now the belts are just overdone to the point where you just don't care we're actually talking about how ugly belts are we didn't have this discussion about belts back in the day because belts were that. just yeah. belts were just so prominent and dominant. You know how the European belt looks. You know how the Intercontinental title looks. You know how the old school WWF Championship belts used to look. You know how the WCW Championship belt looks. You know how the TV title looks. You know how all these yep. titles look because of how because of the silhouette, not because of the shit around it. And that's just right. me just talking shit. I'm sorry. I just no. I mean that's that's it right. It just needs to go it, it, away. Well, let's let's talk about it because it's topical. Bret Hart just shit on WWE this week. Like he literally got WWF or Vince McMahon will just say Petty Kennedy sent Bret Hart the original Winged Eagle WWF title. He sent mm. him the Winged title, and well, it's replica, a beautiful belt. Replica. I guess it's a well replica of it. Yeah, um, yeah he yeah. sent him the replica belt. The belt is gorgeous. It's old school. That Winged Eagle belt was absolutely phenomenal and Brett just kind of cut a snarky promo right then and there when he unveiled that belt that he had gotten from Vince and he just was like this is the real belt with the real legacy right in the real history unlike that piece of crap that they're carrying around now I mean if that wasn't a shot directly at WWE for the way their two belts look both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship, which looks just the same. same. It's just different. Even colors. the women's, even the women's title, title, even the women's yep, title, same thing. Looks same the same. Thing. 
So we could say that Bret Hart this week, WrestleMania week, just shit on all of it. <laughs> like that's a that's a fair topical assessment that you just made. You're right. I I, I don't like the bedazzlement either. I got, my favorite belts are the IWGP. That's number one. Big gold from WCW, the heavyweight championship. That's number two. And then I will easily go to the Winged Eagle and maybe like the Stone Cold Smoking Skull belt. Like those four belts are like. There's nothing that touches those belts. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, those guys. Belts... My window is closed. Oh, it's all, all good, man. It's the city of Chicago. It's the city yeah, of Chicago. Okay. <laughs> like, but um, all four of those belts are like the best belts that exist. That like they're the most aesthetically and like optically pleasing that we have. You know what I mean? So I I, I mean I'm not I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I think we should get rid of the bedazzlement. Kind of leave it with like kind of a platinum or gold look. You yeah. can have like a ruby or a jewel or something. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the didn't the original WCW big gold title didn't it have like three or four rubies on it? And that was it. Like the rest was just gold plated, and it just had like three or four rubies. I think. I think it was yeah, like it rubies in the side plate or something. I can't remember. It had rubies like where some of the studs would be. And then I think it had, I don't know if it had, it had diamonds on the, on the side plates, I believe. Um, but I mean, that, that arguably is the best looking title to me. Like that big gold will always forever be my favorite belt. Yeah, um, that sounds wonderful. But it's also, you know, was prime in my childhood, you know, right. and seeing, you know, some of my favorite wrestlers hold that belt was, is probably why I like it so much. Um, but I will say I, I don't like the new IWGP title, but they did bring it back to what the older IWGP title looked like. So I understand wh- why they did that design. I think it looks too much like the Divas Championship, to be honest. Like, it looks a lot like the Divas Championship. Um, but, hey, I mean, kudos like to them for trying you know, to kind of go to something that, you know, to the past. I think it's also fitting that now um, uh, that Will Ospreay has it because I believe he is the first British IWGP champion. Um, Yes, he is. He said he he would be. Yeah, he is. So it's fitting that, like, the new title is with him. Um, And I think think that's kind of why they did it now. Uh, I... You know, for lack of a better term, I guess, the other championships felt more New Japan, and it right. felt more like you know, and and you know, you when you like, I don't know about you guys, when I think of England, I think of you know proper and old and older way, like so him to have it <laughs> kind of like. One of those <laughs> I just heard, I just heard William Regal's theme music playing my head. <laughs> Bro, exactly. Like, that's I'm sorry. In my head. That's that's what I laughed at. No, no, exactly. That is exactly what I'm, I'm talking about. Like when I think of England in wrestling, I just think of William Regal. Uh, yeah. But wait, this is this is pre-brass enough for William Regal, right? Steven right. Regal. Pre okay. pre scoundrel Regal. Yeah. Pre scoundrel. Pre war games Regal. Um, <laughs> right. But so big weekend because we gotta close it up here soon. Um, wait, I got a question. Yes. What the fuck is a blood and guts match? Somebody elaborate. What are the stipulations? Am I gonna see blood or am I gonna see guts? What does this mean? What does I this mean for I the think, participants? Is somebody gonna die? Because you can't use hospitals, so is is a is a, a certified on staff surgeon, right. i.e. technician, come out and figure out or stabilize the the long intestine. So you're you speaking the of the pinnacle, the pinnacle versus yes. inner circle, right? Yes. Like the yes. So the one thing AEW's been really good at kind of lately, except for very recently at Revolution, they've been really good at creating new stipulations and new styles of matches, just being more creative, right? Okay. Like one thing they did that was super great was the stadium stampede. That shit was wonderful. It was the inner circle versus being the elite, essentially. A, fr- a fractured version of being the elite. That shit got over. AEW's been good at being creative in these ways, giving us new stipulations and new types of matches. The only thing with this blood and gut situation is we saw Revolution 
which was supposed to be AEW's answer to WrestleMania, their last pay-per-view, we saw what happened with their barbed wire death match, right? And so I think AEW has very rapidly and unsuccessfully painted themselves into a corner by having this blood and guts match. What I mean to say is they have to top themselves. That's what I mean. They have to go above and beyond and probably be more risky than they would have originally planned to be. Because okay. that that barbed wire death match was awful. Like, well, I mean, it was a good, it was a decent match in the ring, but like ultimately that the finish, match was the finish. awful. Yeah, you take yes. the finish out, that match awful. was great. Look, you take listen, the finish out, you take the finish out. That's just a completely different story. Yes, it was a completely different story. I don't know because story. before the before the actual finish, I don't know five to ten minutes before the actual finish, Kenny used the the flaming bat or the pyroed barbed wire mm-hmm. bat. That could have been a finish, but had they used that as the finish, I think we'd also have the same complaint. You know it what? It looked bad. It, it looked if he really would have swung, if he would have swung the bat and on the impact of the bat, the ring post went off. I would have had a better off feeling for that at the end yes, of the match as opposed to what happened. But the pyro was so fucking awful okay. all around that match. Now, to piggyback off what you're saying, that they always have to outdo themselves, is basically They're going to have to. It's basically this. How many times, and we've all played video games here, how many times have you heard the term Halo killer? Mm. This is a game that's going to come out because at the time we're all in the same age range, preferably yeah. except P15's kind. But you get it. You were you yeah. were there, so you know Halo. So at you the time, the Halo. Halo. So look, look, look. So listen, listen. So the term Halo Killer was branded by different companies that wanted to take down Halo. Like, oh, right, we got a right. new game, and this right. is the Halo Killer. Right. We have to stop doing that with wrestling. This is basically from a bar wire explosion match. Uh-huh. Now you have a blood and guts match. It's the right. Halo Killer. You're not going to be able to, I don't want to say out top, I don't want to say outdo, but you're not going to be able to keep putting these weird ass stipulation matches yeah. up every time because how are you going to out? Okay, so it's easy to outdo what you did last time because last time wasn't shit. Well, hopefully they you, can outdo it. Hopefully. No, hopefully. You got you got a point. Hopefully, but when you say blood and guts to an average, casual, non-stand, what the fuck does that mean? Well, what well, the fuck what, did a death match, barbed wire death match Right, mean? right. You, you, you have you to, know, like, up the ante. You have to up the ante, but am I going to see it? Because I didn't see what the barbed wire death match... I'm not saying legitimately somebody has to die or you have to see. No, we want to we want to see someone die. Yeah, um, we got we got it's got to get it's got to get with an asterisk. With an asterisk, somebody has to. Like this has to be somebody's close to final match, and they have to be gone at least three to six months. You just can't come back after blood and guts match. So it has to be one of those, but you can't keep doing these Halo killer. No, you're right. Matches. I absolutely because like because it analysis. doesn't it right. it doesn't it doesn't equate to good shit. Because what if you keep fucking it up? Exactly. Now, every they, time they got, you come up with a different match, right, people are right, gonna be right. looking at you. But what about the bloody guts? What well, about so the bar one? The thing the thing about it is we also have to remember that they can't use a lot of the terms that we're associated with, right? They can't use no holds barred match. That's trademarked by WWE. They can't use first blood match. That's trademarked by WWE. They can't okay. even I don't even know if they can really even use um like a no disqualification match. Like that's why they had the unsanctioned matches. Yep. Because you know it's that's not so it's because like you know the the uh Britt Baker uh, Thunder Rosa match was an unsanctioned match. It wasn't a no disqualification match. So, well, same thing with John Moxley and Kenny Omega's first bout about exactly. two years ago. It was an unsanctioned, or yeah, it was an unsanctioned match. But it's the yep. same. WWE just had an unsanctioned match at NXT at Stand and Deliver. They had an unsanctioned exactly. match. So, I mean, unsanctioned can be used. Um, obviously, 
WWE didn't have a monopoly on that particular terminology, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? So I, what in my mind, what I think a blood and guts match will be, because mm-hmm. um, we, I mean, we know Jericho's coming up with these. Jericho came up with with the Money in the Bank match. Jericho yeah. has come up with a lot of matches, and we know yeah. he came up with you know the the uh, Mimosa match, which was I think was hilarious. Like that was a good match. That was um, hilarious. That was hilarious. So the bloody and, and I'm pretty sure he came up with sidebar. What if it's uh, an internal bleeding? What if it's an internal bleeding stipulation? I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just thinking about this in the back of my head, but I just wanted to say it out loud. What if well, that's think, the blood and guts match? I think it's, it's going to be just bleeding, a first like blood if you match. Spit out. I think it's just going to be a first blood match. Like that's what I think it's going to end up being. Okay. Um, but. I, I mean, that's just what I think, because I don't think they can use first blood. And I think it'll probably be something where, like, it may be, uh, you know, multiple lacerations. It may it may be until a referee deems it has to stop. You know, maybe there's a, a paramedic or someone that's on the scene that's saying, you know, yeah, this guy can't go on, otherwise he's going to seriously hurt himself. And that might be the stipulation. But, I mean, that would be cool, but now we have to talk about the Matt Hardy incident, which I still fucking hate. <laughs> and that doctor who should not be a doctor or licensed anymore and shouldn't be employed by AEW. We should probably talk about that if that's the case. So well, I, it's I a lot know. of stuff we oh, should no. probably talk about. I just don't lot, like yeah. the I don't like the latter. Like you have to knock a certain you have to knock a certain area out the park. And by the way, Peepins, I did know that a lot of these were trademarks, so they could use a lot of those names. So the more you know by Peepins. That's amazing, but like they shouldn't do the latter. Like I feel like you have to hit a certain amount of shit out the park before you start upping the ante. Yes, because once you like, like you can't get a full head of steam up a hill and then just lose it. You gonna fall on your ass. You gotta get up there. The other thing too that could happen is it could be a cinematic match, much like the Sting. match against uh taz's uh, ftw that would make yes. more sense because that would make more sense what is what does blood and guts mean is it fit literally blood and guts or does it mean you have the blood and guts to do something like you know i gave mm. him all my blood mm. and guts like you know i worked so hard for this. yeah exactly it could be something <laughs> like that but um all right before we go wrestlemania starts tomorrow it's officially wrestlemania weekend um, even though WrestleMania week started two nights ago, but what are your predictions? Uh, we'll keep it short. Yeah. Uh, championships, major championships. Who's winning? Universal, World Heavyweight. Um, I feel if I feel uh, Blue Brand, it it might go back to Drew just to switch hands in a month. That's what I'm going with. I kind of. You mean of red brand? With, yeah, wrong. I mean yeah. red. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, because blue brand is SmackDown. I apologize. Red brand. I feel like Drew might win just to switch it back, so they can figure out what they're gonna do with the hurt business. Blue brand. Uh, I want Roman, but as you said last pod, P Fitz, fucking this might be both of their matches. So in order to put them out. Like they want to go out, they he might lose and just injure both of them just to give up the title again. I want him to retain, but if he's ahead of the table, he got a trick up his sleeve. So I, it's tough. It's tough. That the blue the blue brand has a tough one. The the raw is like kind of easy. You can see it, but I don't know how fucking SmackDown's championship is gonna go for the Universal Title. So I'm kind of at a dead. I'm kind of at a deadlock. John? Uh, Blue Brand, it seems like everyone is already, like, forecasting this, but it looks like Daniel Bryan might be booked to take the pen so that both Edge and Roman uh, look good. Um, I think Roman does lose the title come Sunday, if Sunday's the night they want to have that. First off, do we even know the order? Do we know which brand is headlining for Sunday? No. No? Okay. So it's a secret. (laughs) It is a secret. I think, I feel like Roman's match is going to be Sunday. Blue Brand's match is going to be Sunday. I feel like that might be the case. But then again, Monday Night Raw is an NBC property now. 
So maybe they have Fred Brand headline on uh, Sunday night. I'm not really sure. Either way, I think Roman does not eat a pinfall, but I think he drops the title. And I'm not sure if they give it to Daniel, if they give it to Edge. My mind says Edge has the big money player, that he is the big money player and that he will get the title. That's what my mind says, and that he will get the title over Daniel Bryan. But either way, no matter what, Roman's protected coming out of this match, whether he yeah. retains or loses. Whether he's he still the head of the table. He's still going to be the head of the table. He's still going to be the marquee player for the blue brand on Fox because obviously everyone loves him, and he's doing a can phenomenal you, uh, job. Can the you guys look at your phone real quick? Sure. The red brand, I think, will be... Um, I hope Bobby Lashley retains because to me that's a more interesting story mm-hmm. um, because the Hurt Business has been broken up and we don't know if the Hurt Business is going to reform and, and screw over uh, Bobby Lashley or screw over um, um, uh, McIntyre we, we don't even know what, what this breakup really means from this past week I hope that the Hurt Business isn't over because the Hurt Business is what's best for business. Those guys are magnanimous on Monday Night Raw. They're pretty much the only real attraction on Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre is cool, but he's not charismatic. He's got the physique and the look and the power and the brawn and all that stuff, but he's not charismatic. He's not going to carry week after week, night after night, you know, on the mic. You know what I mean? And, and, And Monday nights, more than anything, need story. Monday nights need story. And I feel that um, the Hurt Business brings story to the table and makes Monday night a little bit more interesting. So I hope Bobby retains so we can further whatever the hell is going on with the Hurt Business. I also hope, and people are talking, rumoring, that Brock Lesnar could return. I don't mm. think that's the truth because he hasn't had his fight yet in UFC that he left the WWE for, by the way. He hasn't done that yet. We don't know what's on the table with him in UFC. But there, to see Lesnar manifest and return on the grandest stage of them all with Bobby Lashley as the champion still would be fucking huge. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar would be fucking huge. That would make SummerSlam. That's a SummerSlam bout right there, if not next year's Mania. You know, so start that groundwork now, WWE. Give me the pencil. Let me book the territory. Let's make yeah. this happen. <laughs> no, just a one and done. I, just a one and done. Brock comes in, just hits him with an F5 and just yep. leaves until he sure. has his match and then sure. comes back. Absolutely. Or just or, or he hits or he hits Drew McIntyre so that Lashley <laughs> retains so he can come after Lashley. Because mm, they never that had a match. That was yeah, what do you think, Pete? The Saudi Arabia show. Oh yeah, that's where it's happening. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's go. The Undertaker Super shows up out the dust. He shows up out the fucking sand. Pete, <laughs> wants another Super Showdown. Pete, <laughs> um, what do you think? What's your predictions for the main title picture so far? So, uh, main title picture: Triple Threat, no, um, no disqualification match. Roman probably going to cheat to win, and I think it just prolongs the story. Maybe if not, Daniel Bryan retires. Um, I think he's he'll be ineligible um, to compete afterwards. And then uh, mm. I think Lashley retains. Um, with that being said, I am I apologize to all the fans. I need to go. I have a phone call that came in, um, which I have to take. Uh, with that though, I bid you guys adieu. I hope we are going to have a big weekend. Uh, Big Homie Macaroni is going to be here with me at my house, my palatial estate. Uh, so is so <laughs> in is in Hamptons. In said Hamptons. Also, <laughs> so is our boy Kirk Angel. He's going to make oh. a return. And I'm oh, just, I'm, I'm going to say this right now in the podcast. And I'm just going to put this out into the ether and hopefully make it manifest. Ethos. Yes, 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 yes. I'm hoping that. Either, either Saturday or Sunday, depending on what main event we want to focus on. I'd like to do a nice watch-along Skype situation where Pephas is Robin and Kirk Angel and the two of us. And I'd like us to just kind of 
talk about that live as it's going on. I mean, hopefully. I'm just throwing this out into the ether that maybe we can do this this weekend if we find time. Also, if we're sober enough. I don't know. Because the libations will be flowing and flowing and flowing. And <laughs> I'll be on the I'll be on the best plane, not the last plane, or the third plane. The yes. first one. <laughs> the best plane. You hear what I'm saying, man? Yeah, so man. with with that being said, brother, brother, I will see you down the road on tomorrow. I'm so glad that all of you guys got to tune into this podcast. Again, this is the Ring the Bell podcast where nobody gets over. With the exception this week of the X-Man, DMX. That's the man who gets over what, this what? week. What, what, yes. Uh, brother, brother, I bid you adieu. And Same we are out. Bang. Smoke him if you got him. Smoke him if you got him. What are you talking about?